0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC Two sixty-five is my face just disappeared. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, that's that's something. That's a new one. Anyway, this this odd box here is the Daily Fantasy Sniper. We're gonna talk UFC two sixty-five. <laughs> where our main event is Cyril gone taking on Derek the Black Beast Lewis. For some reason, this is for the UFC interim title. I know why. Let's just say it shouldn't be, but it is a fun fight card. Lots of money to be made on DraftKings and FanDuel. We're going to talk all about it. And more importantly, the guys who are going to give you the, the analysis for all of it, I'll just, you know, I'm here to cause trouble, mostly. Um, it is Chris Olsen. You can find him on Twitter, at real Chris Olson And Joe, better known as Sun Tzu. Guys, how you doing? You ready for this card?
2: I am ready. And I have to say, Sean, you've never looked better. I, I must say. <laughs> Uh, no, I I'm very ready. This is this is a weird card because a lot of times it's like, well, you know, I don't really love the card, but the main event saves it. This one is kind of the opposite. I mean, it's not that. Oh, as Sean drops out, but we will uh will will soldier on here. It's not that I don't like the main event. I think the main event's fine, but uh, I'm actually much more interested in in, in some of the fights uh, more down the card. I think that. Um, it's not that the main isn't interesting. It's it's just more of a binary. Either one of two things are going to happen. And so there's not that much of analysis to be had. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think, Joe? Yeah. I mean, what makes this card better than it probably
3: is, it is, is, oh, wow, is, is, um, that it's live, you know, that it's, it's in Houston. It's going to be sold out. It's Derek Lewis's, you know, home state, home city. Um, I was there at the last Houston event. I mean, it gets really loud. Um, you know, I, I think this is kind of, look, it's a so, so card, right? I mean, obviously we lost Nunez Pena, which would have been essentially a human sacrifice anyway, despite what Julia Pena thinks. Welcome back, Sean. Um, and you know, I just want to say just a personal shout out. Like I had a really difficult week. Um, and I want to thank everybody who kind of chimed in on Twitter and sent out some, you know, some good messages and, you know, like... For those of you that think, you know, companies give money away, um, they don't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this, you know, certain jobs, you know, the stress will literally take years off your life. Um, and I was like fastly approaching that point uh, in the middle of the week. So I want to thank everybody who shouted out. I teased a four leg parlay that I personally put $300 on, which I will give out. At the end of the pod um so if you guys uh, don't want to hear our breakdowns you can turn tune out for about 45 minutes and then come back in although do i that. would say i would say please stick around but it would be really great if i could give out this parlay and it wins and everybody makes some money so i'm hoping to do that as kind of uh, a thank you for everybody who chimed in
1: yeah you know much like i'm also i'm in the uh, the corporate world and you know the I'm gonna I'm gonna play off what Joe said. I've also had a week, but I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna channel into causing trouble here. Don't tune out for 45 minutes. I'm 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 ready to go. Let's let's have some arguments. Actually, but before that, I have to tell you to make sure to go to rotowirecom free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card re- required. Thank you to everyone at RotoWire for you know letting us do this show. Talk fights. It's always a good time to everybody watching. Um, live on YouTube or wherever Welcome back as always Type those comments in, a, in. I want to hear them And regardless I should give a plug to uh, On the Facebook You can watch Facebook live now And listen to recordings of the pod If you're not around on Friday nights Rotowire um, is pod It's no Rotowire MMA right Right Chris Rotowire yeah. MMA for the podcast I, And Roto-Wire I just want to
3: say There's thing. a lot more coverage now I, I'm so happy to see it At Rotowire Like there's middle of the week coverage I mean you got Chris Olsen Doing stuff not only for DraftKings, but for you know, for there's just so much more coverage on RotoWire right now. Like I am so happy to see it. Um, we had Jake, um, you know, come on one of our pods, which was great. Um, you know, like neither Sean or I, and I'm assuming Chris, do really do this for money. I mean, you know, this is like we want to put information out there. Um, you know, I don't have a brand right now that I'm looking to build, so. You know, this is a lot of fun, and you know, I'm just so happy that RotoWire is really committing to MMA and DFS by you know putting out all this content. So I'm not a shill; I don't get paid. I have no codes to give you guys, but go over to RotoWire to, to Sean's point. You get a free, no credit card, you know, trial. Like, what's where's the risk? You know, read the MMA content. Um, you know, I think it's really good and getting better. I, I will go as far as as to say that. You know, as all of all the major providers of sports information out there that aren't specialty shops, you know, in MMA, RotoWire is right up there with what you know with the content that they're providing now in MMA, and and that's in a big part to like Chris and Jake and like some of the people who I haven't even met yet. So, just again, I'm not a show. I get no money for steering people to the site. So I would just suggest read some of the articles, see if you like.
1: I do yeah. this for fun with these guys. I have a brand, but I keep it on the DL here because <laughs> I, I do. I mean, every, if you have in the MMA space, I do tons of stuff popping around. But this is this is the Rotowire space, and I'm I'm happy to you know I want as the bigger players do MMA. If they keep doing MMA more, it really is good for everybody in in the MMA DFS ecosystem. So I want to see yeah. everybody. You know, I'm glad Chris Chris is writing more more content. I'm always around to hop on hop on podcasts and not just plug myself i'm i'm here to talk fights and have some fun i think we do a pretty good show and everybody at Wire. if you're watching this six minutes in for whatever reason i'm seeing you next year in vegas i it's, it is i'm, I'm, going, I'm going to I'm, man I'm international fight better. week I'm I'm, i you. i'm in there now, wait, Chris, I'm going. Chris, if i have to pay
3: for your airline ticket you're going to vegas <laughs> next year I will give you frequent flyer miles,
2: whatever you need to make the trip. I, I must say I, I am not a great flyer, but I will brave the trip
1: for. I'm going me, me either. I still do it, but we, uh, are, yeah. I I, mean, I'm going know, next year.
3: And the, the last point I want to make before we, we talk fights, um, you know, I haven't even discussed this with Sean and, and Chris yet or, or Jake, um, you know, I, uh-huh. I am going to propose that we start bringing some guests on to do maybe a couple of fights I mean, I've been talking to some people. I had some interesting exchanges last week, and I'm amazed. that This person just happens to be a female. Get your mind out of the gutter. It was completely professional. You are
1: speaking. How can I not? Her name
3: is Christine. She plays everything in DFS, right? She is amazing. The research that she does, like, just blew me away. She's part of, you know, sites that, you know, Sean knows. You know, we got into a chat, and, like, she blew me away. With her knowledge and how much time she puts into studying MMA, and you know, she's one person that I want to have on to analyze a couple of fights. And there are other people out there that we talk to that are really intelligent that we should just get on. And you, you don't have to commit to a whole hour. Come on, let's analyze let's a not couple anybody of Too smart.
1: I don't want anybody yeah. too smart. I, I mean, <laughs> let's I analyze a couple of And you
3: know, she is on my short list. Christine, give her a follow on Twitter. Um, I want to get her to come on and do a couple of sh- do a couple of fights. So we'll clear that. Now let's get to what we are really here for.
1: All right, let's get to it. Let's get to a fight that I think I have. I think we're starting off with one of my strongest takes on the card, actually, which is interesting and could be deadly from a DFS per- perspective. Johnny Moonhoes, ninety one hundred on DK, twenty two bucks on FanDuel. Jamie Simmons is seventy one hundred on DK, nine bucks on FanDuel. Line on the fight. Right now for the curtain jerker, Johnny Munoz minus three ten. Doing a quick scroll, he is now the second biggest favorite on the card, and actually, come fight time, I think he'll overtake Cyril gone uh, by the time uh, this fight goes off. Good inside the distance prop, guys. I don't know about you, but I'm actually because I said I have a strong take. I know I usually kick it right to you. Jamie Simmons sucks. He is I like, I like, I know he's a pro fighter, and yes, it's hyperbole. You don't come kick my ass, and yeah, but he's he's to me. Johnny Munoz should starch this dude. Like he should, could have put up a big, big score. The problem is Johnny Munoz. I don't think is a, you know, a top fifteen caliber guy at any point in his career. I think he's going to be a serviceable, serviceable UFC guy. He should smash here. So I'm gonna be pretty heavily invested into him. It's a little bit scary, but for me, Johnny Munoz is the play. I think it's basically UFC level talent versus non-UFC
2: level talent. Chris, start us off this week. So. I agree with you. I'm just going to give one uh, note of caution, and that is uh, we saw Jamie Simmons one time, right? He came in on short notice to fight Giga Chikadze. He didn't look good. But that was, and I think that was very short notice, like a couple days. And then we haven't seen him for I think it's like eight months, and so we don't know what he's going to look like. We don't really have any idea. And to Sean's point, uh, it's not like uh, – Munoz is is a world beater. I do like him for his own grappling ability and the fact that he smothers his opponent. Jamie Simmons did not look good at all. I mean, he was uh, touted as a wrestler, and this was when people were taking uh, Giga Chikadze down. He couldn't even come close to getting him down. So it didn't look good at all, but these are the kind of fights, man, where these fighters can come in and look like completely different people. So with that note, note of caution out of the way, I agree with Sean, um, pretty much wholeheartedly that I think that Munoz uh, should steamroll him here. But I will say that don't get caught by surprise. Um, have some Simmons because if you don't, and he does end up looking better, nobody's going to have him, and he could break the slate. So there you go, Joe. Who you got? Okay, so yeah, I mean, look,
3: I love I love Jamie Simmons' nickname, the Afro Samurai. I mean, he's got this Bruce Leroy look going for him. Um, I also like the camp he trains at Pure Vita is a competitor, Rufus Sport, in in Milwaukee. They've they've got some good fighters training at that camp. So I think he's getting good training partners. Um I other than that, I, I do agree. I mean, you got a 10 and one um Pedro Munos coming in here. Um I will tell you that everybody, everybody is going to know. I'm sorry, Johnny Munoz Jr. Um, Everybody is going to know pretty pretty quickly whether my parlay hits or not because this is the first leg of it. Um, You know, Johnny Munoz Jr. by finish um, is the first leg of my parlay. I do like him here, but also to Chris's point, um, you know, he's got all the advantages everywhere. Everywhere the fight goes, you know, standing on the ground. you know, he's got a reach advantage. He's got a height advantage. Well, actually, he might not have a reach advantage. I know he has a height advantage. Um, you know, so I really do have to look at him, you know, as a key piece on DraftKings. Um, but yes, I'm going to have a couple of shares of, of Simmons. I mean, we have seen stranger things happen in recent weeks, right? If, if, if for any reason other than to hedge my parlay, I'll have some shares um, of Simmons, but I really do like, Munoz. one of my favorite plays on the card. I think he's going to be pretty popular and very highly owned. So have some Simmons maybe as a punt or a contrarian play. I I, I mean, you know, there's another contrarian play. I like a lot further up the card, but um, I really do like Minos here.
1: All right. Next fight up. Everybody break out the chalk, get and get, um, Get ready to eat some, that chalky taste out of your mouth, because it's Victoria Leonardo at 7,400. Take it on Melissa Gatto at 8,800. Lying on this fight. Obviously, something's funky here, cause I how I just preface that. Leonardo, minus 115, and it's a pick em. It's going to keep going up, I think. Fight does not go to decision, minus 150. Man, do you want exposure to this fight? Because Leonardo, big odds value. Good into the distance prop. Gatto, reverse odds value and that meaning that she's going to be very low owned and for what it's worth Gatto is actually according to Vegas more likely to finish this fight she's plus 150 inside the distance whereas Leonardo is plus 275 so there's reasons to play both uh, Leonardo is probably a plug-in plug-in cash gameplay quite honestly I do think she wins the fight she is my pick Joe the women's MMA goat someone I think in chat said women he swings the shillel- the shillel- of women's MMA. (laughs) Who you got?
3: I don't know if I said that or not, but... um, No,
1: somebody in chat said that.
3: Oh, they did say that. I I think it might have
1: been Nan. Not not a shill, but got the shillelagh of women's MMA. Nan
3: is my man. Okay, so here, when I said further up the card, I meant the next fight. This is probably my favorite contrarian play on the card, and it is not without risk. And I am playing this purely on narrative. I do not pretend to know a lot about every fighter's camp, in Brazil, but I did a little research on MSP, which is where Gato has spent a lot of time training. I would challenge anyone to go to Tapology, click on her camp, and look at what is clearly obvious about her camp um, in Brazil. Um, every single fighter in the camp is a female. So this is a Brazilian camp that has some pretty high level trainers and coaches that trains female MMA fighters. Okay. Yes, she's been off for three years. Um, yes, she got her win against Carol Rosa by, you know, getting a finish from her back. Yes, she was only a purple belt in jujitsu. There's a lot of narrative around this fight. Um, I am going to, because of the fact that I think she is going to be very low owned at 80, at what is it, 8.8K, 8. right? 8,800, I yes, believe. Sir. Yeah, she's going to be very low owned. There's tons of line value on Leonardo. Um, I am going to play this by narrative and say that she's gotten better in the last three years. She trains at a good camp in Rio, specializes in training female fighters, um, has a pretty good win, um, you know, albeit three years ago, and is only 25 years old. Um, Leonardo is maybe one of the least athletic fighters that I've seen, has pretty low fight IQ. Yeah, she's tough and she trains. I think she trains in Louisiana with Amjik AGB Lee, but um, nothing really to be overly impressed about. I mean, you know, I could see her following Gatto to the ground if it goes that way. So, yeah, there's all the line value in the world in Leonardo. And yes, this is an incredibly risky play, but I am going to pick her to win. And I love Gatto as a contrarian play for the reverse odds value.
1: Chris, who you got? By the way, the um, the prices in this one are flipped on Fanduel. Leonardo, fifteen bucks. Gatto, fourteen. So Gatto's the better play on Fanduel.
3: Yeah, and the only thing I'll add to that is I've been, again, you know, following her on, and she looks absolutely in shape and ready. Someone just, I Sean just put up a comment about, um, or Chris did about how big she looked. Um, I think she's, I think she's ready to go here. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I'm not going to talk people off of playing odds value, but I really do think it's worth a shot.
2: Chris, who you got? So yeah, I uh, oh, wrong button. Let's go. Where's there? It is. Uh, yeah. So I agree. This is another one that could maybe come up and bite you. Um, th- there is uh, the path is laid out. I mean, I I think um, uh, Leonardo's going to want to take it to the floor. We've seen her wrestle. We've seen her try to wrestle. She couldn't uh, get uh, Fiora down to the floor. Uh, I think she's going to be a little bit stronger in this matchup. Although Gado does look big, um, as as the commenter did say, I do think a sub from the back is not out of the question here. She she also uh, Gado does has a strange draw where um, she was basically on her back the whole fight, but she was elbowing from the bottom, cut her opponent open, and got a draw. So what does that mean? That means at least she has an active offensive guard. Uh, with strikes and submissions. So if the fight does hit the floor, it's going to be interesting. I, um, you know, the, the tricky part about this is if, if Leonardo wins with the wrestling at 7,400, she could put up a big score. And that, um, that should give you pause about about paying up. But a, a few shots at Gatto, um for that sub, that sub from the back in women's MMA, it, it's, it's, it's more common. We see it more often. And, uh, Gatto's proven she can do it. So, yeah, a couple shares of Gatto, but Leonardo has to be the pick.
1: Next fight up, Miles Johns, 8900 and 20 bucks. Anderson Dos Santos, 7300 on DK, 11 bucks on FanDuel. Look, I'm all about Miles Johns here. I don't think Anderson Dos Santos is very good. Your only win in the UFC is off your back. I take pause. He's the guy, I believe, who's in the UFC because he's friends with – um. Anderson Silva, correct? Is that is that the ADS story? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh, I, think uh, no. of some, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. You but are
2: you thinking, thinking of the, somebody else. Yeah. Of, uh, the the guy, what was his name? No, I think his last name is is is
1: Santos in some way.
2: Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Know, anyway, it's not him. Either
1: way, I'm not high on Anderson Dos Santos at the point. I think Miles Johns can grapple. For me, I like Miles Johns on DK, not so much on FanDuel. He is my play in this fight, Dos Santos. Because of all the odds value on this card, I will have very little Dos Santos. Chris, how do you have it?
2: Uh yeah. Before I, I do, I want to um, put it up, and I want to say, everybody, do please smash that like button. And I'm a
1: boomer. You. What does that mean? What are we What are we doing? We're, we're hitting something. Are you a boomer? Who said that? I- I'm definitely a boomer i'm 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 in my mid to like thirties with a child I'm a boomer
2: yeah it's it's pretty much over it's pretty much it oh it's um, all downhill from here yeah exactly but no I um it's it's funny and our our first major disagreement I actually like Anderson dos Santos quite a bit here I don't why think I because I because I don't I'm not uh big on miles John's at all I think he back I think he backs up the cage too much I think he shells up too much in that in that fight against Kevin Natividad, it would be the same thing every every time. He would he would back up to the fence, he would shell as he was getting hit, and he would try to grab a single leg to uh, to alleviate the pressure. Well, if he does that against Anderson Dos Santos, Dos Santos might grab that guillotine. He can't just he can't just go on the single leg as he could. I think Natividad is a good jujitsu player as well, probably not as high level as a guy like Anderson Dos Santos. And we saw Anderson dos Santos in that fight against uh um who was it it was uh i wanted to, oh martin Day that's it against martin day i really think he came into his own in that fight he was he was really pressing forward i want i want you to back up like three seconds who was it against martin day
1: yeah that's that's right it was against martin day who yeah. is well we not the about- UFC anymore he well, who be.
2: are we? We're talking about Miles Johns. Who are we talking about? I mean, at the, at the very least, I think Miles that, Habib to you, sir. I think that. Okay, I think that. Uh, I think that Anderson dos Santos can outwork him at the very least. Very low output. Going to let Anderson dos Santos be the aggressor here, and I mean, unless he finds a big shot, uh, has he even has he even proven himself to be that strong of a wrestler. He didn't get. He didn't get Natividad to the floor. His back is straight up in the air during all of those takedown attempts. I I don't know. We we've seen people who are who are strong wrestlers not be good wrestlers inside the cage. Uh, we've seen that before. The the guy at, at heavyweight who lost to uh, who lost to Greg Hardy, who was a college wrestler. His name I am forgetting. But we uh, point being, we've seen it before. Wait, and you're talking Juan Adams. Juan Adams, yes, Juan Adams. There's so much other stuff wrong with Wong
1: Adams, but I get your no, point. No, I understand. <laughs> but, I'm,
2: but I'm just saying, college wrestler, and also a heavyweight where you would think, I mean, the wrestlers aren't that strong. You would think guy, but uh, neither here nor there. I just think Dos Santos has a lot more ways to win. And look, I mean, Miles Johns was probably ahead in that Natividad fight, but was it, I mean, Natividad was coming on strong in that third round. He found one big shot. I, I just don't trust him to do that here. I'm, I'm going, I'm going Anderson dos Santos um, for the savings. I, I like it quite a bit.
1: Actually. There's so many other underdogs to pick, in my opinion. But I don't have to wait long to argue about that. But before that, Joe, you got?
3: Yeah. Um, before the fight got pulled the last time, I had quite a bit of Anderson dos Santos. I mean, it was. I can't. Yeah, I can't even remember that far back, like this, the structure of the card. But I mean, he was an underdog that had a shot. And I, I agree with Chris, Sean. Chris, we're looking at that, your face. Yeah, I agree with Sean in that there are better underdogs to play on this card. Um, a 36 year old bantamweight is not the best to look. But here's really what concerns me. And again, everybody knows how much I follow the narrative. I mean, apparently he had COVID a month ago. Um, and again, if someone could confirm if it, whether it was him or someone in his camp, but like a month, like for a thirty-six-year-old weight, you know, um, coming back off of COVID, you know, that scares me a little bit. Um, I'm not a big fan of Miles Johns either. I mean, if you he caught Nevada, um, you know, with an uppercut and won that fight, but if you look at his three prior wins, well, first of all, he he got starched by by Batista, but if you look at his three wins prior to that. They were all decisions, and two of them were splits. So, um, you know, he could just as easily be, you know, ha- have a much worse record with several losses on it um, if he didn't get those split decisions. Um, I don't really like this fight at all. I mean, I, I by default, I'm going to pick Miles Johns, and I'll probably have a couple of shares of of uh, Anderson dos Santos, you know, for the perhaps finish upside, um, but. Again, I don't really like this fight. And if we don't lose any fights between now and and start time tomorrow, I think I'm probably not going to have a lot of exposure here. But I'll take a few shares of of Santos. I'll take a few shares of Johns in case something happens. And, you know, COVID, he hasn't really recovered from COVID and he just completely gasses. Um, So that's the way I feel about this fight. It's a tentative pick on Miles Johns
1: just realized I promised you guys action and, and some being honorary, as this old people would say. I, I got to bring more of that out, which I see some of that coming. More so here because, you know, in the next two fights, I think I, I definitely can. I'm going to deliver. First up, I'll get to the intro. Manel Cop, 20 bucks on FanDuel. Odey Osborne, DK7200, FanDuel11. I like Manel Cop to win this fight, but this fight, I think, is the... If, it, if there's a fight being overlooked on the card, it's probably this one for DFS. I think you have some big upside here with both guys. Ode Osborne doesn't go to decision. Manel Cop hits hard, has showed some grappling against Alexandre Pantoja, and his back's against the wall here. He's 0-2 in the UFC. He missed weight. Like, he needs a big a big performance And the way Ode fights. I think we're in store for some fireworks here. I think Cop wins a firefight like that, But Ode Osborne is a live dog here. Um, I think he's got more upside than somebody like Anderson Dos Santos. Um, Just one of the other underdogs I would play on this card. Not so much odds value based, but there's a ceiling here. Again, just driving home, this is, I think, Ode Osborne is your sneaky GPP play of the card. Even though I'm picking Manel Cop, I'm going to be pretty heavily exposed to this fight. I think we're in store for fireworks. Wouldn't touch it in cash games really either way. I, I might play Cop. You know, I started off the week a little bit higher on cop and I'm as he misses weight and I'm looking at some more film on Osborne. I just think this is going to be a higher variance type fight. I have not changed my pick yet. I'm still on cop, but this is a uh, high variance fun fight. I think it's his potential for fight of the night. Uh, I think for this one, we are on Joe first.
3: Yeah, so this is kind of interesting. I mean, I made a lot of money on um, Osborne's last fight. Uh, I believe Osborne might have been the first fighter on DraftKings to actually get the 60-second bonus. Um, I could be wrong, but I was 100%. I was very short-stacked that slate, meaning I did not have a lot invested, and I went 100% Osborne. Um, so I have really you know, good tidings towards Osborne, and I won quite a bit of money that day. Um, with that said, that was Jerome Rivera. Um, No longer, I believe, in the UFC. Uh, That was also the 26th best MMA knockout of the year. Prior to that, he lost to Brian Kelleher. Now, the Brian Kelleher fight was at Bantamweight, 135. Jerome Rivera was at 145. This fight is at 125. Now, I have not heard any reports on whether he looked good or bad on the scales. Um, Honestly, I was pretty much working up to 7 p.m. today. Um, So I only only thing I picked up about the weigh-ins was purely anecdotal. But, like, he is very muscular. Um, and, you know, coming down to 125, um, you know, he also tends to be a fast starter. Uh, so Martin Cape, like, maybe needs to weather the storm. Um, now,
1: that cut, by the way, reminds me of TJ Dillashaw. You have to worry about a guy's chin when right. you're you cutting and cutting and cutting. Cut like, yeah, it could be an advantage in the power, you know, Top, could feel this power he hasn't felt before. Flyweight, sure, but the first little jab could could if he had a bad cut that we don't know about. Osborne can go to sleep real, real quick.
3: Yeah, I I can't see it. I'm going back to 2018. I don't see that he's ever fought at 125. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of going back right now. Um, I see no, he 135. Was, he, he, he I see 145
1: in, He was in um, Ryzen or Risen. I can I know how to say it. And I watch risen, it. Risen. risen I always yeah. want to call it Risen. But yeah. But no, he's his first fight to 125. And he looked yeah. okay, Joe. He didn't look okay. I wouldn't say great. I wouldn't say he but he was he didn't look bad. He wasn't Ryan Benoiting us.
3: Yep. Now I like Cape Cop as well. But you know, having faith in, in in cop is looking at this from a James Tahuna perspective.
1: You know, <laughs> it he, took 28 minutes. I'm going to start bookmarking. How long no, each podcast? Not, come
3: on, like, look, it, does it not fit here? So he lost the split decision against Nicolau, which he might have won. Um, you know, he <laughs> lost a unanimous decision to Pantoja. I mean, talk about two guys, you know, to fight. Um, this is a major step down. So if you're playing and if you like cop here like I do, you're looking at the level of competition. You're looking at how well he did um, in Ryzen, and you're saying, "Okay, um, if he can't beat Odie Osborne here, he's probably gone." I mean, you know, three losses, two to real killers. Okay, give him a pass. Third fight, step down. Now, with that, welcome said, to Bellator, sir. Yeah. Here's now, with checklist. that said, there's a lot of recency bias, and this is why people like Odie Osborne, and why I'll have a few shares of him. You Thank know, you, Jimmy. Goes- by the way. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Jimmy the Drunk.
3: I love Jimmy. He goes out fast. Um, but, you know, again, I am going to get sucked in by the James Tahuna effect here. And I like Camp here, and I think he's going to fight better. He knows he needs to be more active. He knows he's likely, you know, fighting against the pink slip here. I can't imagine the UFC will keep him. Um, you know, if he loses to Odie Osborne, I think he's going to pick things up. I, I, you know, again, we know that Osborne is typically a quick starter, but when he does lose, he tends not to, not to finish. So I like Cop. I like him inside the distance. I will say, have some shares of Osborne for GPPs.
2: Chris, who you got? Well, before I start on this, I see uh, uh, three people who wish we were every week: Ryan, Gene, and uh, Aldo. Thank you very much. we appreciate you watching and that you like the show. Um I will say, and I should note that it's actually cop that missed weight. I believe he said yep. three three pounds, four pounds. Yeah, that he yeah. ate some he ate some fruit and that, that's why he missed weight. Uh, it was something bizarre. But yeah, but Chris, wouldn't you rather have a guy miss weight
3: by four pounds than by like a third of a pound? <laughs> well,
2: I mean I think I think if it's like three or four pounds, that's not I mean, I guess that's a lot, but three pounds doesn't really necessitate that he did not fry, really. I mean, I don't know.
3: That's I, a lot at 125.
2: Maybe it's not a know, lot at heavyweight. But. You're right. No, you're right.
1: Uh, yeah. It's one Derek Lewis shit. That, that's all it is. Three Three three
2: pounds of fruit. That's that's no,
1: right. the, the, the funny thing about that, though, is, is weight cutting is so... It is... I, we're starting to talk about it more. It is the gnarliest part of this sport. It is. It it really is. I would I I would bet a lot of guys would say that the weight cut, if you have a lot to cut, is harder than a fifteen minute a fifteen minute fight with somebody trying to take your freaking head off. The, 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 um, it's not just the fruit he was eating, Emmanuel. It's that when you and you're trying to it's basically starve your body, get all the water out, no no food, you're just having certain Electrolytes is the word I'm looking for. You can eat the fruit and it kickstarts your metabolism it, that in a way you're trying to suck everything out. It's not that you had three pounds of fruit. It's that, hey, your body's like, hey, food and things start going metabolically that you put on the weight. Now, I'm not an expert in it. I know probably more than the average person, but it's not just that he ate three pounds of fruit. It's that he did something that wasn't on his plan. That These are very scientific plans at, the, at this point for most of these fighters that you just – you eat something you're not supposed to, you're screwed. There wasn't I know the ultimate fighters back, but there was a season a few years ago, obviously, at this point, where somebody, you know, didn't make his electrolyte drink properly during a cut and passed out and went to the hospital and he got pulled. Like it's your it is a really delicate thing, weight cutting. And I don't know what the right answer is. We could do a whole other podcast about it, but it wasn't just the uh the, the fruit and it's You know, it makes you wonder about cop. Is he all there? Is there something else going on mentally? Was it a simple mistake? Things happen. That's why narrative is good sometimes, and sometimes you go down this weird rabbit hole. In this case, three pounds, I kind of, I don't, I'm not factoring into handicapping the fight. If it was more one, I guess that gray area of like, okay, he missed weight, sucks for his 20%. Let's move on. I don't, I don't think it impacts the fight breakdown.
2: Can I go now? Thank
1: you very much. That's all right. No,
2: I thought it was was an interesting uh, side. It was. Everybody learned something. But uh, now, now, gangway for the analysis. But uh, I actually like Osborne here. I I liked him before Um, the weight miss, and the reason is, like, we've seen how inactive Cop can get and stuck on the outside. And Osborne's got that big reach for this division. I think uh, this one, this one, I think is five inches, if I'm not mistaken so uh yeah i i like that about this if this does hit the floor um uh odi can use his jujitsu. we saw in ryzen that i will pronounce correctly from now on in Ryzen that when odi i'm sorry that when Manel cop was taken down he kind of got stuck to the floor now we haven't really seen osborne wrestle as such but if he did that could be a path uh to victory here especially with his uh, jiu-jitsu so I'm going with Osborne here I I, I like him for this division I, I it's you know his it's kind of weird to get a handle on him because his first one was Kelleher and that ended quickly and then you had the Jerome Rivera, that ended quickly I still like what he brings to the table from uh, from his contender series fight I think he stacks up well for this division and in this matchup and I'm going Osborne.
1: Alright, I'll keep the science lessons to a minimum. Jeez. Tough crowd in here. Try to be entertaining. And you know what? That my whole speech, way more entertaining than Carolina Kavalkovich, 8317 17 wow. bucks on DraftKings. Take it on, Jessica Penny, dollars $12 on fan <laughs> Oh, holy crap, I'm up and I still haven't played any of this fight on DraftKings. Oh my god. Yeah, uh no. Just just no. The side of no, followed by more no. Um, yes, Joe, I know Jessica Penne was the background of the Creating Alpha podcast um Twitter page banner for however long. She's got a great asset, but she hasn't fought in for well, she didn't know recently until recently she hadn't fought in forever. She's always always injured. Way past her prime at this point. I think she lost her last fight. That that odd split decision. Um Carolina Kavalkovich, four fight losing streak. Yeah, it's against killers. Um, or at least better competition, but it's a four-fight losing streak. And if she, whoever wins this fight, they likely don't score well. It's gonna be three rounds of striking. I don't think Penny's gonna go for the grappling. I don't think her body can take it, quite honestly. Maybe if you want to make an argument, Penny's more likely to score better because I'm wrong and she grapples. But I just I don't see many reasons to play this otherwise other than nobody's going to. In terms of a fight pick, I think Carolina's is a slightly better striker, but it's it's a low confidence um, pick, quite honestly. Just God, this, this is the fight. If you the, the proverbial make a sandwich or take a shit fight, this is it right here, right in the middle of the card. Chris, who you got?
2: Uh yeah, I am um I might do at least one of those things, but as far as the pick goes, I, think I didn't
1: say same time, <laughs> one
2: activity, just one. Uh, well, you can be you can be efficient and 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 go for both, but uh, I, I think that as far as Vandal goes, uh, Kul- Kovač might be more live there. I think uh, Penny went one for seven on her takedown attempts in uh, the Gudinies fight, and um, I think I think she made it a point to try to grapple more because. That's what she has to do. Uh, she she didn't do that against Daniel Taylor, somebody she absolutely should have beaten and did not. Uh, right before she went on on that that long was uh, the USADA hiatus for the for the supplement that wasn't was that what was going on? But uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't think this fight is much of anything. I think you know you might have something with Kovalevich, who's still going to come forward, still going to throw volume, but um. You know, other than that, I don't see a lot here. This might have been this might have been a little more interesting on DraftKings before they changed from 0.5 to 0.4. But uh, but now, I, I don't think there's that much here. Like I said, Kovalevich on, on DraftKings – I mean, I'm sorry, on uh, FanDuel is a little more interesting because of the takedown defense stat. And I think that uh, if you do play on FanDuel, you really have to pay attention to that because it could literally be a slate breaker in, in, in some cases, not so much here. But um, I do think it makes it a little more interesting – My pick is Kavolkovich, but, uh, yeah, if I'm playing on DraftKings, I'm not having too much of this fight. Joe, who you got?
3: Yeah, so I think we have two fighters here that have fans-only pages. Um, But I um, I like KK quite a bit here. Um, I probably lost a lot of the line value. Um, I am contemplating still making a bet on her. Um, Yes, I am taking a leap of faith. Um, She has taken some time off, has gotten married – um is now training with JJ. Um I think Cody Saffick and and I try to give props to people who and I may sometimes I messed it up but give props to people who give out interesting stats. Apparently Carolina has lost like the last 11 rounds. Um but they've been 11 rounds against pretty good fighters. She actually took a round from JJ um which is quite interesting. She's now training with JJ. Um also I was at KK's debut back in Orlando when she made her debut in the UFC. Uh, so I have a soft spot for her, no pun intended. Um, I She's 35. Penny is, what, 38? Um, I really wanted her to retire after the beating she took in her last fight. But um, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I've watched some of her training. Um, I think she is light years better of a striker than Penne, and I think she can actually get a finish. I mean, Penne, who, again, to Sean's point, is the background on Creating Alpha, um, and had a really hilarious podcast with Angela Hill called Two Straws. Um, I think Penne took a life-changing beating from, from JJ and never really recovered from that. I mean, she had a USADA issue. Um, you know, she maybe lost that last fight, which really didn't score well on DraftKings anyway. Um, I like Carolina probably better as a wager, but I may take a stab at her in some lineups simply because I think she can potentially get a finish. So give me KK here. Um, High risk play in GPPs. A lot of the line value um, is gone for betting. Actually, maybe there'll be some line value for playing her. Um, but um, a lot of the line value is gone for betting. But I like her,
1: Chris. Did you do this fight? I, I honestly forgot. He started, yeah. Oh, I started. God. thank God we're done with this one. Really? <laughs> Alonzo Metafield, 9,200, 21 bucks on FanDuel, Ed Herman, 7,000, 10 bucks on FanDuel. Ed Herman lost his last fight. I don't care what you say, that was a loss. I was real angry. Yes, I played Mike Rodriguez. <sighs> All right, I'm I'm still angry. Anyway, we let, me let that go. Yeah, yeah, good job. Vet <laughs> move. Look, it was a vet move, pro- and props to him for being around the UFC this long. Look, I get it. Menafield, I know he's not a world beater, but he should be good enough to beat Ed Herman here. He's you know, he's like minus one fifty to win inside the distance. Play him in all formats. Play him in GPPs. He should win. I will say you should hedge back with Herman because if this fight gets if he can tough it out for the first seven and a half minutes, things are gonna get real interesting real quick. I think Menafield will fade and Herman could just of <coughs> grind him out of there. I like prefer Alonzo Menafield much more. I think I'm pondering about 60 to 70 percent Menafield I do think he gets a finish but of those remaining lineups probably about half of them or a third of them will have Herman too just as, as a hedge back, because this is just, again, this is a relatively low-level fight at this point in their career. So give me Menafield. good GPP fight. I do think he wins. I, I want to play him in cash, but I'm, I'm a little scared. Uh, Joe, who you got?
3: Hands up if you've been burned by Lonzo in the past, um, uh, especially against Devin Clark. With that said, I am going nope, back nope, to the
1: well. Got that one right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going back to the
3: well here, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, I also heard that uh, Short Fuse Herman did not look too good at weigh-ins. He actually needed the hoop, um, which is not a good sign for a 40-year-old fighter. Um, He is wily. You're right. He likely lost the last fight. He got a favorable call by the the ref. Um, I am nervous that if Lonzo doesn't get a finish quickly – that, you know, wily veteran that Herman is, if he could get the crap beat out of him and not get the fight called, you know, he might have something for Lonzo late, um, which is why you should have a few shares of him. But, you know, with minus 150 inside the distance, like you almost have to, you're compelled to play him in all formats. So um going back to the well on Lonzo. Fool me once, fool me twice. Um, I'm going back to Lonzo.
2: Don't do it to us, Lonzo. Wait, Chris. Chris, who you got? So I I watched uh, the vivisection earlier today. Uh, like those boys, and they both picked Ed Herman, which certainly made me sit up and uh, take some notice. Wait, wait, Zane picked Ed Herman. They both picked Ed Herman, and, and they were shocked that the line was. As some, wide. Could somebody, could somebody
1: slide into Zane's DMs for me and ask if, like, what he's selling and. Where exactly he lives, and we can yeah. all go have a party. I, I think zane has
3: <laughs> been watching too many B movies. Like he posts his movie list. <laughs> I think he's watching too many B movies. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I leave like my words. I'll too. leave my words if 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 Fuse if short Fuse wins. But I think he's been watching too many B movies.
2: Well, for me, I mean, I I, I agree. I, I'm big on Alonzo here. I just think, I mean, the the speed difference. It, it's gonna. It's a, it's a different stratosphere, right? And so. When you when you think about Devin Clark and you say, well, he he grappled with uh, with uh, Alonzo Mendefield and, and Ed Herman could do that too. Well, but at least at least Devin Clark is athletic. I mean, Ed Herman is just you know sort of waddling in the cage. Almost lost the fight to John Volante. That was just them slugging it out with each other. And I just think that look so much faster, so much more explosive. If he survives, sure. But what we saw in that Devin Clark fight was. You know, Lonzo Medefield was tired. He never gave up. He never uh, wasn't in that fight. Uh, Ed Herman uh, kind of sleepwalks when he gets tired. I mean, he was able to sub Mike Rodriguez when it came down to it, but that was. I mean, if they were standing up, I I, I don't think uh, I don't think that would have happened. And the other thing to note, Lonzo Medefield take down the fence, eighty five percent, eighty percent, something like that. So it's not as if he's just uh, you know. Easily, let's just take it to the floor. So all those things um, taken into account, I think you have to be on. Uh, I think you have to be on uh, Alonzo Mennefield here. I get that people are snake bitten. Maybe they're having they're having uh, flashbacks to uh, last week and uh, oh, what's his face? Who rode out the storm against? Uh, um, oh, what is his name? He, he's Talking been, he's, Gritzmacher. Gritzmacher. That's. Correct. Thank okay, you. Every, sure.
1: Everybody under 7K one last, whatever it was. If you made money yeah, last week, you are like just like props to you. Good, good effort. Cause last yeah. week was, that was
2: a week, man. Absolutely. Um, It was, yeah, it was crazy. But uh, I, yeah, I think you have to be on men of field here. I, I, I don't like picking fights about um maybe if this guy weathers the storm, then he'll win. We'll talk about that later too. I mean, you have to mention it, but I don't think you can pick fights on that narrow margin. I'm not going to bet on a guy to, you know, take a beating and then come back. So, yeah, my pick is Menafield and I'm going to be pretty heavy.
1: All right, next fight up. Draco Rodriguez, 8,400, taking on Vince Morales at 7,800. Uh, Draco 16 on FanDuel. Morales is 13. This line is – this part is throwing me off here, Um, and I'll find it exactly before I make the point I'm confused. Now, Rodriguez is minus 120, Morales is plus 100. I'm really interested in that Vince Morales is plus 250 inside the distance, same odds as Rodriguez, plus 240. It's actually closed up a little bit. I I looked earlier, and and Draco Rodriguez was around plus 280. So it's closed up a little bit. I just I thought it was interesting that Vegas has Morales more likely to finish this fight. Um, to me, Morales is probably the better technical striker. I think Draco, to me is to me anyway, is a little more explosive and can grapple. And I slightly lean him. Um, interesting mid-range fight. I, it's the one I'm, I've been struggling with. I'm on the Rodriguez side because I think he has more paths to a victory. I'm just plus 240 Morales inside the distance. That does... Or is it just because Draco got deaded last fight, and everyone thinks his chin's gonna fall apart? Like, that's weird. Morales is that high inside the distance to me, so I'm interested in your guys' take on that line in particular as you're breaking this down because that number makes him a really interesting GPP play, which I, I wasn't thinking early in the week. Chris, who you got?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I I don't really I don't really get that either. I mean, it's not that it's not like Vince Morales is any kind of finisher, and and you right, know, it's it's weird th- number. Yeah, I mean and any anybody can get finished once. Like I would never look especially a fight where he's winning the entire fight and then and then gets hit with with one shot, basically what was one shot and, and gets and gets floored. You know, I, I have to see that more than once before I before I call it a pattern. And and even if I did, sometimes sometimes it's just a matter of your weight cut wasn't that good. Looping back to the subject of weight cuts, I mean, how many times have we seen it? Oh, this guy's chin is terrible and then He withstands it. I mean, Andre Arlovsky is the famous one, but we also have. um, uh, Every time I I look for somebody's name, I can't. uh, I can't find it. The guy who got knocked out by hammer fist at flyweight, and then uh, Randy Brown. Oh, no,
1: Match Nell, Match and then and then good old, good old yeah, and all of a sudden he has a chin now. There was a time yeah. in Match career there were three or four fights in a row where a gust of wind put him unconscious,
2: and yeah, and then he comes back and has a chin. So I don't I don't like calling fighters chinny. Um, I try to avoid that uh, if I can. I'm going Draco here. I think he, I think he's he's the slicker kickboxer. We saw um we saw Morales get his leg kicked off by uh, Chris <laughs> Gutierrez. I think Draco can do uh, pretty much uh, at least similar things. Um, I don't really love Morales anywhere. I think he can do a little bit of everything. I don't think that's going to be enough here. Um, Draco is uh, pretty good at uh, submissions if it does hit the floor, but I expect it's going to stay on the feet, and I like Draco to take this one.
1: So who you got, Malfoy? Okay,
2: or? okay so uh, I'm going to go off
3: on a quick tangent really quick. Um, Nan posted uh, that he won last time, last Ooh. week, for the first time in a while. You Knew uh, that was going to get to Joe. So I, had, to I had, I had, um, I. You guys know how infrequently I stack in cash. I something told me that the cash stack, um, in the main was good uh, last week, and I did it, and it really paid off and saved my ass in cash games, um, stacking the the main. So I, I'm not going to say I won, but I am going to say that it could have been. So much worse if I didn't stack the main in cash. Now, I'm going to tell you why I would never, vet, never bet Morales. And the simple reason is this win, lose, or draw. Morales goes home to the uber smoking hot Chino Van Hoos. Chino Van Hoos is an Invicta fighter. She's an atom Weight. I
1: knew you were going to do this. She's she, an Adam
3: Weight. She fights. She's recovering from knee surgery. Um, I just can't trust anyone that gets to go home to that. Like, how are you even going to focus on fighting? Um, that and the fact that he was destroyed by Gutierrez. I mean, um, his cousin is Ricky Simone, yet he doesn't wrestle.
1: The, the um, last time on. we had somebody with a, super, with a super hot wife fight, it was Joe Benavides, and he took yeah. a he took a nap mid-fight just to dream about Megan. Yes. Right.
3: And, <laughs> and, and, and again, again, this guy being related to Ricky Simone, having a wrestling pedigree, and having tried no takedowns in the UFC. I don't get it. Um, I'm on Draco, Draco um, It's not a highly confident play And of course, you know, if you're Mass entering, you want to have a share or two Of of Morales But I just can't back a guy with that hot A girlfriend, Gino um, Van Hoos <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lucky you is, Lucky, lucky, lucky you Is
2: all I have to say That is, that is a novel way to pick fights I, I will say, that's a, that's a difference yeah, well, yeah, it is
1: yeah, <sighs> next next fight. Up. How, how are we going to follow that? Oh, you know what? We get to, a guy who would say all those things and more in the cage. Bobby Green, 6900 He's 8 bucks on FanDuel. Raphael Fizyev, 9322 bucks on FanDuel. Look, you want a dog who's going to fight for your money? That's Bobby Bleeping Green. Like, I'm a fan of Bobby Green. I, there's some guys who talking a noise the shit out of me. For whatever reason, Bobby Green does it. I laugh the whole fight. Like I just—he—he he amuses me. And he's a dog. He showed he could grapple a little bit. He can strike. Now Fiziev's going to be the better striker, more power. Could put Green down, but Green is tough. And if he makes this a dog fight at 6,900, if no dogs win, which is tough to say because yeah, there's so there's so much odds value. Someone's going to win. You no, know, but I do think he's live. Like he can, you know. Fizyev is predominantly a striker. If Green can find a way to grapple here and close the distance, eat a couple shots, he's a live underdog. I do think that I am taking Fiziev, and the knockout potential is real. I think the striking will be too good. I, I tend to think he'll, his distance management is good enough to not let Bobby Green get takedowns, but the path is there. I'm not, you know, I'm not, there's other dogs. They really don't like Bobby Green's not in that list. He's especially interesting when you go to build lineups on FanDuel. I don't know if you guys have done that yet. Eight bucks. He's the cheapest fighter on FanDuel and he opens up a lot. He's probably my favorite fan duel punt on the card. DraftKings is a little dicier. There's some more odds value there. Um, so Bobby Green live. I do like Fiziev. This is going to be a fun fight. I think this fight and the Osborne cap fight, I think, are the sleeper fights on the card. Um, who are we up to first? It is Joe. Um,
3: 11 fights. 11 fights lost by Bobby Green. How many finishes? One. Who finished them? Dustin Poirier. That is my problem with playing Faisiev in in DraftKings. I don't know how he's going to score if he doesn't get the finish. And Green is very, very hard to finish. Um, he's not going to get control time. He's not going to get takedowns. Can he throw volume? Yeah. Can he throw enough volume to earn his salary at 9,100 if he, if he gets a decision? I don't think so. Um, so I, l- the way I look at this fight, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to pick by CF to win, um, but I don't see how you play him on DraftKings uh, unless you get unless you play him to get the finish and and you know stats will tell you that you know he's not live for a finish here just by looking at Bobby Green's you know 27 wins, 11 losses, one finish to Dustin. That's it. Right now, Green on the other hand, like he's gonna score if he wins because he's only 6.9k. So there's not, he doesn't have a lot of a lot of wood to chop, you know, to to score well, to get 10x. But if he doesn't, I don't know how he's going to score in a loss. Um, so I don't really know what to do in, with this fight. I mean, I'm going to pick Feisiev. I can't endorse him. I, there's so many people that I like more than him in DraftKings. Um, you know, watch him go out and start screen. But, like, I, I'm going to pick him, but I, I just can't endorse him on the upper end
2: as a play.
1: Chris, who you got?
2: Yeah, I basically agree with that. I think that um, it could be sneaky just because – I mean, let me just say I love Bobby Green as well, but I think his style is horrible for this because what he likes to do is basically sit back and try to counter, and if you do that against IF he's just going to light him on fire. I I think that the grappling is live, and I agree that uh, Bobby Green is a a very underrated uh, wrestler and grappler, but – I just don't see it here. Well, we should say, Viz I have never taken down in a fight." I think the opponents are over 15 or 16. I wrote it uh, in in one of my articles for this week, but literally never taken down in a fight. So if you're hoping for some for some grappling points for Green, that's gotta that's gotta dissuade you a little bit. I do think that the finishes is, is liver than it might be, just because um, of how hard he's gonna hit, of how hard have uh, kicks. Some of those kicks against the KZ specifically were, were just, you know, brutal to listen to. And uh, so that might be a, a contrarian uh, punt up if, if you want to do that, because I do think Bobby Green is going to have to take a lot of damage here. So um, that there's something to be said for that. But even at the 6,900 or 6,800, whatever it was, I don't like him on, on DraftKings. FanDuel, as you said, a little more interesting, uh, Sean, but... Um, I'm having a hard time uh, finding the avenue for Bobby Green in the spot. All right. Next fight up Song Yadong,
1: 8,000 on DK, 13 bucks on FanDuel. Casey Kenny, 8,200 on DK. FanDuel, 18 bucks. Um, I prefer Casey Kenny. I think he's going to win this fight. Um, I like the grappling and the volume. Song Yadong is kind of your power hitter. So, you know, I think it's a mid-range fight it's close for a reason I prefer Kenny I always like the guy with more past victory versus song who I think is gonna be a little reliant on the KO in this fight I know he's probably the better technical striker I just I think on the feet Kenny will out volume him for points so give me Kenny not a terribly confident pick and it's one I kind of this is one of the ones I'm just I'm not gonna take a stand on I don't think I'm gonna play a little bit of both guys um as they fit and take my stands elsewhere on the card. Uh, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I think it's me. Um,
2: yeah, this is an interesting fight. I I I like Kenny the way he's basically uh, weaponized his cardio of late. We've really seen him come forward, throw a lot of strikes, a uh, little bit less of the grappling recently, but um, I think he's going to use it here. I think just because of the power, as you said, Sean. I think and Uh, has been taken down a lot in the last. Uh, the last three fights, I think at least two in each of those fights. Uh, I believe that's correct. So I think the wrestling can come into play here. Yidong, I think, can be sort of overwhelmed by by the pressure and the pace. And that's the way I'm going. But it uh, should be a really interesting fight. As far as, you know, you always got to be careful for these mid-rangers. They could always come back and surprise you. Especially in a fight like this, it's going to be competitive where both guys are going to be uh, throwing heat and trying to score. But um you know, uh, I think there are better spots. I'm going to have more Kenny than Yidong, but I think I think either either one can be can be sneaky, but my pick is uh, Kenny. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so I, I picked Kenny
3: um, earlier in the week for the wire picks. And then I thought about it and I started looking at Yidong. Um, you know, and then I you know, you can argue that Yidong is oh two and a draw in his last three fights. Um, I'm fairly confident he lost that fight against Cheeto Vera, um lost against Kyler Phillips and had a draw against Cody Stamen. Three pretty good fighters. You know, he's twenty three years old, but he's apparently apparently took his first fight at like fifteen if you can do the math or if you really believe his age. um, you know, the Kung Fu monkey. I love his nickname. Um And then I kind of moved back to Kenny, and I'm like, okay, you know, split decision loss to Dominic Cruz, um, you know, came to. You know, the main stage by having that kind of upset win against Ray Borg, which he probably lost. Um, you know, beat Manny Bermudez, lost to the, the killer, Marab. And then Smoke Ali Tang, and Wood. You know, pretty good wins before taking that split decision loss against Cruz. I do believe that this is a fight you should have. Some shares of both fighters and DraftKings. But I am going to stick with my pick of Kenny. I do think, to Sean's point, he has more ways to win. So um, give me Casey Kenny here, but have a few shares of Song and GPPs.
1: All right. Next fight up, we have Tisha Torres, 8700 Angela Hill, 7500 uh Torres, 19 bucks on FanDuel. Hill, 12 bucks. I won't give them the fall asleep treatment, but it's damn close. Um, look, I think Tisha wins the fight. Again, I just think Hill is more playable on DFS because she's cheaper, and sure, she's live. Um, so I have enough volume, you know, she throws a lot. I just, I don't want to play Torres for the price. So Torres is my pick Hill I think is still the better play relatively close fight. What I didn't break down a ton because I saw the prices. I know who they are. Like it's, it seems like a pretty straightforward one to approach for DFS. Even if your pick on the fight is slightly different. Joe, who you got?
3: Yeah. So, um, this is a rematch six years in the making. Um, you know, with Torres winning the first fight, um, they're both different fighters. I mean, Angela Hill, look, she has got other things on her mind. You know, she's got a she's 36 years old as a straw weight. She's got a gig with the UFC, um, you know, which is probably gonna pay her more than she's ever made fighting. She's personable. Um, you know, they like her. It adds a level of diversity to their broadcasting team. Um, you know, and, and great, you know. Um she also maybe has a better record than. You know, you would think, I mean, you know, she possibly won that fight against Waterson. You know, she possibly won that fight against Gedalia. I mean, she could very easily be riding, you know, a three, six fight winning streak, um, instead of being one and three, one and two in her last three fights. So I get it. Um, you know, I like the way Torres looked in her last fight, but like let's be real, you know, that was not upper level competition. Um, You know, Torres kind of needed that win. Um, You know, she's 31. You know, I thought maybe she was close to retiring. You know, she's coming off a two-fight winning streak. Unfortunately, I had a very large play on her against Rodriguez, which uh, really came back and bit me. Um, One of probably my worst plays, you know, in the last few years. Um, But I I do like her to get the win here. Um, Would I be surprised if he'll want to kind of, in words of Cody Sappic, greedy – Greasy decision, no. Um, but I like I like it for the win. I don't think this fight is very playable in DraftKings. I really don't see a finish here. Um, I would probably go with what Sean said, and that Hill is maybe easier to play if this goes to decision because she's cheaper. But I don't really have a ton of interest in this fight on DraftKings, but I do like <coughs> Tisha for the win.
1: Chris, who you got?
2: Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest either. You know, I always wa- oh, I always want to play T-shirt because in my brain, my brain always thinks of her as a fighter who just uh, my brain thinks of her as the fighter who, who showed up in the last fight who throws a ton of, of volume, is really active, and then gets takedowns. Then you remember who it's against, and you go, oh, okay. Then you look at her other scores, and you go, oh, okay. You know, that's not that's not always uh, the person who shows up, but I mean. I, I, do, I, I don't do think she's crazy as a cash play because I think that she can get that volume. I do think she's going to win. I think that uh, historically fighters who have been able to back Angela Hill up and pressure her have had a lot of success there. I'm not going to have a lot of this fight either. I might take a couple shots on, on Tisha just in case she decides to um, to keep that activity level up. But otherwise, uh, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to give it to Pasadena.
1: All right, next fight up, Vicente Luque, 15 bucks on Fanduel. Michael Chiesa, seventy seven hundred on DK, fifteen on Fanduel. Um, I've seen obviously, the, obviously the line is closed, closed, and Chiesa seems to be getting a little bit of love, and it's a pick pick 'em, and I'm on the other side of this one. I've got the reverse odds value, much like Joe Zangato. I'm on Luque here. Um, look, I know Chiesa's look good in his uh, foray in up at up at Walterweight. My issue here is, is I actually and Kies has been pretty selective about the fights he's taken. I don't think this is a good stylistic matchup for him. Luke, oh, Chris just dropped off. Interesting. Um, that's not Chris. Hi, Alan Seslowski. I know who you are. Um, you're on mute now. Anyway, um, I'm back. Luke hits real hard the striking, I think he's the better striker um the end of the war i think luke a could really hurt kiesa kiesa you know his grappling is good luke a is no slouch grappling and the way i see this playing out is luke a is going to land something big on the feet kiesa is going to shoot a, sl- a sloppy shot and luke a is kind of nasty dars choke and anaconda chokes like he's really good at those chokes um particularly the, the dars i've seen him hit many times um so is my player. and Kiesa's is getting a little bit more love than I would expect. Sure, I know Luque's shown a little bit, you know, some some vulnerabilities from the guy who thought was gonna be a top five guy. He's probably I think he's that kind of borderline. I think he's between five and ten. He puts on fun fights, he can he can swing, he can do a little of everything, he's he's entertaining. I just stylistically, I, I like Luque here. Kiesa, sure, could he get a takedown and and end up on top of Luke? I guess it's possible. I'm just having a hard time seeing it play out. We saw Kevin Lee choke out Michael Chiesa. It's not like he's the world's greatest grappler. He's he's above average. He's good. I just I'm on Vicente Luque here. I think he's got more pass to a finish and a big score. Chris, who you got?
2: Yeah, I'm all over Luque here. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, ashamed of this one. I'm not uh, I'm not as skittish about it. Look, I, I was not that I'm back. skittish. It's that everybody else needs to be picking Chiesa, which is weird. No, I know, but that, but in those in those moments, you know, I take it as a badge of honor to go on the other side. You know <laughs> how it goes. But, uh, but no, I think that I, w- I was looking at Chiesa's, uh, you know, history for this fight. Who's the biggest puncher he's even fought? It's either Jorge Masvidal a long time ago or Ali Quinta a really long time ago. So, I mean, he hasn't really faced a lot of big finishers, and Luque is that. And Luque is going to hit really hard. The other thing is that we really haven't seen anybody control Luque on the ground, at least not recently. Um, you know, so we'll see how that goes. As far as your point, Sean, to the sub off the back. Look, we saw Anthony Pettis do that, and I think that uh, think that Luque can do it too. We saw Jorge Masvidal uh, choke him out again. That was a long time ago, but as you said, Kevin Lee. So it's not like it's not like um, Kiesa is is invulnerable to those ground subs. Carlos Condit almost armbarred him, came very close. So I think those subs off the back are very live. Um, Michael Chiesa has always gotten hit too much, has always just relied on the fact that he can sort of wade his way through it. I don't think he's going to be able to do it here. And, look, if he can take down uh, Luque and control him, go ahead and take my money because I'm going to need to see that first. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm on Luque very big, and uh, we're just going to see how it goes. So he got.
3: Yeah, I'm going to complete the trifecta here. You know, the last time Luke a was controlled on the ground? 2013. Um, he was 21 years old. Um, he is an accomplished black belt. I will say he's a higher level jiu jitsu fighter than Michael Chiesa, but he doesn't use it. He doesn't have to. I mean, you know, let's not forget look at who Luke a has lost to Steven Wonderboy Thompson. I mean, you know, Leon Edwards. Those are his two losses. Now, yes, he's looked. He's taken damage in fights, right? I get it. But is Kiesa the one that's going to strike him and hurt him? So what is Chiesa's path to victory? Everybody is saying Kiesa by sub. He is not, you know, we haven't seen Luque get subbed, right? 2013. I mean, he's an accomplished, his primary martial art coming into the MMA is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I will tell you, he's a better Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner than Michael Chiesa is. So if you take away the BJJ, how is Chiesa going to win this fight? Okay, yes, maybe he'll get some takedowns, but all it's going to take is one or two striking exchanges, and Luque is going to light Chiesa up. I am not saying don't have shares of Chiesa. There is incredible odds value in Chiesa, so I will have shares of him. But I am like I am in on Luque here. I think this is going to be... A relatively easy fight for him, um, you know, and I think he's going to get the win and I think he's going to get the finish.
1: Next fight up, we're on the co main event. Jose Aldo, 8600, taken on Pedro Munoz at 7600. Uh, Aldo, 16 bucks on FanDuel, Munoz is 14. Uh, I'm gonna keep on picking against the King of Rio. My, I, I just, I'm on Pedro <laughs> Munoz here. I think, again, stylistically, it's a bad That's match, on. it's not, it's That's not awesome. any huge dis- disrespect towards Aldo, which I've seen people going all wise. Everyone did dis- disrespecting Aldo. I know he's among the featherweight goats. I know he's looked good at Bantam weight in terms of making the weight look, look, look good today. Should have been with the nutritionist forever. I kind of blame that. A Nova Uniao and some of their shenanigans from, from years ago. I don't, that's the camp, which we all had, you know, was a lot of camp for a long time. I think did a lot of harm to fighters rather than, than good in the long run. Um, Anyway, Pedro Munoz, I think he can make this a dogfight. I think Jose Aldo, I mean, I think he might look good in the first round. I think Munoz is going to take over late. I think he lands big enough that he could hurt Aldo. We've seen Aldo hurt plenty of times. He lands big enough to hurt him on the feet. I think he's got better cardio. I think he's got a better sub game. Should Aldo start to get tired, he can get takedowns. There's all these paths to victory here that I lean Pedro Munoz, and he's $1,000 cheaper on DK. He is my preferred play for sure. Joe, who you got?
3: Give me the young Punisher, favorite play sub-8K. Um, I like him to get the win here. Um, I think he will mm-hmm. work leg kicks. I think he will work him to the body. Um, potentially live for a finish, although Jose Aldo is tough. Um, you know, he seemingly did okay making weight um, at 135. Um, although what he goes through to make weight is incre- quite quite incredible. Um, eating like, like pounds of salad with no dressing That's got to be fun. I'd hate to be a plumber. Um, In any case, um, yeah. uh, So yeah. Um, So give me give me the young Punisher here. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. I think there's real, obviously, real line value here. Um, I think this is real line value, meaning real in quotations. Um, You know. So I would. um, I like him here a lot. So give me uh, give me
2: Munoz. Chris, who you got? So the disrespect is. Disgraceful. I, I will not have it. I'm taking Aldo here. I think, um, you know, I kind of alluded to this earlier when I said uh, I can't pick on, on the narrow margins here. And this is another one of those where if Pedro Munoz comes through the storm, yeah, look, we've seen Aldo get tired and then lose. There's no doubt about it. But before that happens, he is really hard to deal with. Ask Peter Jan in those first two rounds. Uh, he wasn't having a good time. So, I, I really think that, um, and look, uh, Pedro Munoz has been really, he's been hurt before against guys who have speed. Cody Garbrandt was touching him up before he decided to go crazy and, uh, and just sort of throw that fight away. And I think Aldo is, Aldo is still really quick. Those body shots still really work. And I think, look, if he wants to leg kick with Aldo, try it. I mean, Aldo doesn't leg kick so much anymore. Maybe if, if Munoz tries it first, We'll see a nice little leg kicking battle, and we'll see um, we'll see the return of uh, what made Aldo uh, the featherweight goat. Sean, uh, thank you very much. Not one of, but um, but yeah. So I, I don't deny at all that Al- that Aldo can get tired, but if that doesn't happen, uh, I think Aldo is just gonna really really light him up, and uh, he might get so far ahead that it, it won't even matter, and he's just gonna have to survive the third round. But um, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I, I don't want to be in that situation either. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go Aldo here. I, I, it's Aldo
1: for me. All right, it is main event time. Derek the Blackbeast Lewis, headlight in the card, biggest underdog. 6800 on DraftKings, ridiculous $17 on FanDuel. Let's just pause a the moment there if you're going to play FanDuel. Um, terrible. Terrible odds value for the price. FanDuel always prices up main event fighters, and seventeen bucks for Derek Lewis is rough. It is a deep GPP play only there for me. I want to talk about a little bit.
3: Does FanDuel have an MMA product? I wasn't even they, they, aware. They do. Oh, they
1: okay. do, I'm, and I'm talking about it because you can make some money over there because not a ton of people play over there. Uh, Cyril Gan, 23 bucks on FanDuel. Um, Look, this is, unfortunately, it's no earth-shattering revelation of the breakdown of this fight. Cyril Ghosn is technically better everywhere. He's going to win this fight unless Derek Lewis can land a big KO. You've heard it over and over and over again. We all know the breakdown is just a matter of how it's going to play out. And now you have to decide, I think more interestingly for us, how to play it for DFS. Uh, I'm going to be pretty clear on this one. Usually I'm a proponent of the stack. I'm the one telling Joe you should be stacking, you should be stacking. Do not stack this mother yeah, in This no. is a awful fight to stack in cash games. If you're going to stack it, send me your head to heads. Um Cactus Jack 2 on on DraftKings and send over.
0: Sun
1: Yeah, just just do not stack this fight in cash games. Do not do it. If you want to play one side in cash games, it is the gone side. Um I think there's better places to go quite honestly. I'm Um, I'm pretty confident Gon wins, and he's playable. He's up in that range. I'm not going to slam you for playing him. Um, And Derek Lewis, you can play as a pure punt if you really want to. I I think both these guys are cash viable, but not first man in, if that makes sense. Um, GPPs. Cyril Gon is the most expensive fighter on the card. Is he going to outscore everybody? I mean, he's got a good pace. He can grapple. He's live for it, but I don't think – the point I want to get at is that this is not a 100% fight because we've seen lewis be in low, low volume fights it is gone's first main event in a ho- in hostile territory maybe the volume goes down or if derek lewis wins this fight to be a third round ko his specialty or you know a late ko he's not going to score well even at 6800 that's going to be rough there's a lot of big scores looming on this card this is i'm not saying don't play 60 to 70% of this fight because it is the main event for a reason both guys have you Lewis could also land something in the first minute and, and break break the slate. But there's a lot of pass here for the main event not to be on the optimal. And I think most people are going to jam in 100%. I'm going to be significantly under. And my my I'm going to give my hot take now in my single – and it's in my single entry. My single entry lineup in GPPs does not have the main event. Uh, my hot take is the opt- is the optimal lineup will not have the main event fighter, a main event fighter. So, um, yeah, you see me in single entries or my Ironman contest. I'm not playing gone or Lewis there. I went a different route. Um, this is, you know, I, I'm saying this realizing I'm going to get screwed tomorrow morning. Like we lose two or three fights Saturday morning, then all bets are off and who knows where I'll end up, but that's my hot take for the card. I think there's past that this just not on the optimal my pick. I can't pick a guy who just relies on swanging and banging. As much as I love him, I love the hot balls. I'm just as much of a fan as anybody else. I'll probably be rooting for him, but the pick is still gone. Chris, who you got?
2: Yeah, H-Town on that boy. Uh, I agree basically with everything you said. What i <laughs> what say is that, well, that, um, that. That's boring. What the f- Yeah, no. Well, I mean, like you said, this is kind of a. Yeah, everybody repeat. knows the breakdown here. Welcome, kind of fight. Yeah. Um, the, the, one thing I, the one thing I'll say is that. You know, we saw we saw a prototype for a boring gon fight. We just saw one with uh, in his in his last main event with um, Jaron Cesar Rosenstrike, where he's too afraid to go in because of the power, but he can always just stay on the outside because he's more athletic and faster than everybody. That's doubly true here. The only thing I would say is that look, Curtis Blades. I maintain if he would have kept that fight just standing, he probably would have knocked Derek Lewis out because he was just. Making Derek Lewis swing wildly, and countering. and Cyril Gaon can do that every single exchange if he wants to. He's so much quicker. Um, I just I just don't know if that puncher's chance is going to materialize. I should say, and a shout out our, our own uh, Jake Letarski actually picked Derek Lewis. He uh, he is he is the lone man in our in our uh, Roto Wire pick. So. Um, if that if that shot does detonate, he will. Um, depending on when it is, he will uh, be standing alone uh, atop some uh, lineups, I should think. But but yeah, I think that uh, I think it's gone, and I think that the, the gone finishes may be more live than people might think. I mean, Lewis is hurtable. Mark Hunt finished him. You can say that was back issues, but Travis Brown hurt him. Uh,
1: no, Junior, he just had to make a doo
2: That's yeah. I no, I forgot. You're absolutely right. Then he farted, and, and it was all good. But uh, <laughs> but Junior Dos Santos, Junior Dos Santos finished him. In Junior Dos Santos' last win in the UFC, by the way, which is which is weird that he finishes the guy who is now fighting for the interim title, even though that title doesn't mean anything. He's still fighting basically for the guy who's going to fight for the title. But uh, I think that the finish on the God side is maybe a little more live than. Some people might expect Um, I'm not going to have that much Lewis because I I just don't see like the puncher's chances it's on a sliding scale, right? Depending on the opponent. And I don't see that many avenues for that just based on the speed of Cyril gone. So I'll have a few, um, but as Sean said, even if he lands it, you don't know what it's going to do. Pick is obviously gone. And the only thing I might say is that maybe the gone finish is liver than you might think, so maybe have a little bit more of them. But um otherwise I, I basically agree what uh Sean said most. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so you know, how
3: would you like to make three thousand dollars with virtually no risk? It's pretty easy.
2: <laughs> Sign uh, me up.
3: No, virtually pretty, no it's, risk. It's pretty easy. Bet 35000 on on Gagne at minus 350, um, and bet uh seven thousand on Lewis to win by knockout because I can't and that will guarantee you $3000. I cannot see any way that Lewis wins this fight other than by knockout. And I don't care how Gon wins. You know, I I do think he's going to win in the distance, but like I mean, you can bet minus 350 um and get plus 400 on on Lewis by knockout. So there is a you know, a pretty solid arb and arb by definition is a riskless rate of profit. Obviously it's not without risk, but can anybody see any other way for I mean can you see Lewis winning a five round decision
1: I I can't I, I, I can't I can, I can explain I can't it. ready ready yeah. hang, actually hang on um give me like five seconds Chris go okay go ahead go, go, ahead. And, go, ahead. go ahead and go back to Joe I'm, I'm gonna okay
3: so I I like God here right I do like God I think Houston will go crazy if Lewis wins and for that reason I'll have a few shares of Lewis in GPPs wouldn't touch him in cash. I really do think, you know, Gon can, you know, play smart and win this fight. I just, I don't see Lewis winning it by, I don't see Lewis winning it by knockout. Um, although I am not going to spend $42,000, uh, risk $42,000 to win three, even though I think there is a super right. high probability of that occurring. Um, I'm but, ready now. I'm ready. Uh, you ready? Go. ahead. Go. Here
1: we go. I need the camera on me and do something here. You ready? Reason number one. There you go. Adelaide, Adelaide Bird. Bird. <laughs> reason number two. Oh, I hate her. Sal D'Amato. Mm-hmm. Uh, and reason number three, Chris Lee. God, I hope judges. You don't have come judges into in Houston, and you're gonna have a bat shit crowd going insane every time Derek Lewis lands a leg kick or fucking passes gas. Excuse my language. I just realized I remember what a wire. Like you can say pass gas. You no, know, yeah, no, that's fine. the F. So look. You're right in theory, but man, Houston is just as bad as my state, New York. The judging is—we've seen bad judging in Vegas recently. This is—it's getting out of hand, and like, yeah, poor Miranda it, Maverick
3: and poor me. I mean, would
1: would it really surprise you? Would it really surprise you if Lewis? Uh, I suppose Lewis not. I just think it's
3: highly unlikely. I don't Agreed. think I don't think God is going to let it get that out of hand. Like, I don't think he's going to allow the rounds to be that close.
1: I'm a little worried he gets deer in headlights. Like, he's a deer in headlights and the score is poor. And then, like, then, then, my... then
3: Lewis finishes him. Okay, fine. You know, and then we, we score on Lewis. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I like Kanye, but I'm going to have shares of Lewis in GPPs. I think everybody is. At 6.9, yeah, you, you could to. do all, You could do a lot at, with that price. So. The biggest
1: reason to root for Derek Lewis isn't Houston going nuts. It is, and I saw somebody else say this on Twitter, and I wish I had the credit to give because I'm stealing this for sure. So – I am stealing this. I want to see Derek Lewis win, so the UFC has to try and sell us on Nganu Lewis 2. Oh, <laughs> so
2: I want to see the hype job for that. I, I I just, I mean, I want to see the clip packages. I want to see what they look I, like. I, there's, I, there's, I, there's, I wanted there's, there's, to retire there's, there's, after that <laughs> <laughs>
3: fight. Oh, that was so bad. It cost me so much. Uh, I was in Vegas during that, and I was just so depressed after that fight. Like, I was, I was in a tiebreaker with somebody for something, and they They're actually bad. reached out and conceded because I had Nganu in the main event, and oh my God, was that bad! I was really ready to. Gamlu, who is a, a gentleman and a scholar and, and a well thought of MMA analyst, reached out to me after that and said, "Joe, don't give up." Like you know, he's like, was, "Don't give up." Like you know, stay, stay, stay around. And then next week, I tied for first in, uh in the main crazy. contest. So you know,
1: yeah. All right, guys, we need we need hot takes here. Ran okay, over. We well. had a good I, discussion I promised- this week.
3: I promised everybody a four a four leg parlay that I am hoping wins so everybody can make money.
1: Before you go, just I want I want to get the guys in chat if you have them after we go. I'm going to read some of you guys. So hit up in chat while we give ours. Joe four leg parlay, make us some money.
3: Four leg parlay plus six forty four on DraftKings Sportsbook. First, Johnny Munoz versus Jeremy Simmons fight does not go the distance minus 190. Now what that does is in case Simmons is better than everybody thinks and gets a flash knockout I get paid. If you wins inside the distance as I believe he does <clears throat> I get paid <clears throat> that's minus 190. Second main event Derek Lewis Cyril Gan under four and a half rounds. This is a pretty popular play. A lot of people have been posting this. Yeah,
1: up. It's, I'm seeing that bet all over the place. I mean, it's my, making me my, think this is going to be bad.
3: Minus two hundred. Okay, that is the that is the longest odds of any of these four plays. Third, the young Punisher, Pedro Munoz, minus one hundred and five. And fourth, Alonzo Monif- Menafield to win by any knockout, submission, or DQ, minus one hundred and fifty. Okay, I am very nervous about Munoz, but that is the lowest odds play on the card at minus one hundred five um, for my three hundred dollar wager. The total payout will be one thousand nine hundred and thirty four dollars and ninety six cents. Um, again, plus six forty four um, payout. It's plus six forty four bets. But there you go, four five, four different plays parlayed it's plus six forty four um tail it at your own risk but with your head not over it and i want to get everybody money on this i really do i almost want it i want it to hit less for me than for anybody who tails it so please let's make money on this
1: guys in chat make sure you tail that if you can and i need some hot takes chat usually all over this you're slacking a little bit mine i gave i gave earlier the main event will not be on the optimal lineup chris
2: I am going to say um, Anderson Dos Santos by submission. Ooh. Maybe maybe, maybe a guillotine as uh, as Miles John goes in for the takedown there. Why, why are you trying to ruin
1: my night? You're just trying yeah. to ruin my night. You're just oh, being wow. mean. It's not even a well, real pick. He's just being mean.
2: Well, you're not going to play
3: Miles John in your primary, are you? I mean, I Did hope not. Did I?
1: Know. I don't think so. I hope no. not.
2: Okay. Emmanuel, TT finishes Hill. Oh, I like be, it. See, that, that was – and that, that's that's I mean I want to I want to like play Tisha Torres anyway so people are just tempting me right now they're tempting look at me. that dog
1: in sunglasses telling you play him yeah. player player do it do it all right guys make sure you go to rotoire slash free ten day free trial to all the premium content no credit card no credit card required smash the like button oh we got to do one more cop with a quick win bonus I like that a lot yeah Ooh, what
3: what where's where's my hot take from non I mean that yeah, never doesn't a, have a hot take. Come on, non, non is not only a very delicious bread made in tandoori oven, non is a, a long time, uh, you know, watcher of our pod. So, come on, non, where's your hot take here, my friend?
2: may have fallen asleep. Non, not,
3: non yeah. is non is so much smarter than me that in any, in any given exchange, I maybe understand 30% of what he says. That's how smart non
1: is. I like you made cop cop be sub. Wow, all these guys cop. Ooh, I like that well to
2: get to get a um. Uh, we're getting we're getting specific here. Getting Club stop.
1: And like stop. Okay. That's, that's, that's I like it. I, I All like right, the play. Jimmy. All right, guys. I, I, I gave you the outro already. I'm gonna te- if you saw it on Twitter, I gotta talk Joe. You have to hold me to this. I wanna put it out. I wanna have some kind of live event. DraftKings isn't gonna hook us up. We need to whether it's at your house or not, I'm gonna open your house up to <laughs> you know the MMA communities a bit much. But we can we could definitely organize some type of MMA live event. I know we talk about
3: well, well, Sean, um, wait a second. weren't you party? not you party to like I have there's a community center where I live that I that can be rented out.
1: I don't think I saw that.
3: Yeah, so I was ta- actually, you know, I was talking to when I had Mike when I had Mike, great guy by the way, absolutely awesome guy. When I had Mike over here and um, you know, John Stargarian, um, you know, uh, we talked about it a little bit and um we can rent this community center thing. And, you know, get a big screen, um, you know, he, Mike's got a projector, we would just need to like rent the screen, and then figure out how we could, you know, do the pay per view, do the stream with ESPN Plus, and, you know, maybe get a few other TVs and, you know, like, figure something out, like, so there's a possibility to do something, you know, it would take a lot of planning, and it would be really, you know, look, anybody who wanted to come could come, but, like, you know, Tri-State, I had a lot of people reach out, um, I think it could be pretty cool.
1: Um, I, 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 I'm down to to help to help organize this. We have to come up. I think me and you need to discuss details. Who, yeah. if we're gonna do qualify, or if anybody can enter the contest, we gotta we gotta figure some of this out. And I think we will nail that down. But I wanted to say something here to kind of hold our feet to the fire. I do really want to do this. I'm I can I'm I'm talented with planning event planning. It's past life, past past career. I can kind of pull on some of that. And I think we can make this happen. So. More details to come on that guys. Yep. And I want mm-hmm. to, well, since we stalled a little bit, I'm gonna read a couple more hot takes. Aldo Estrada, Bobby Green wins in round three, he meant. If you go to the next one, Bobby Ground, Bob, Bobby Green in round three. I like that. And drags in a dogfight. I think it's it's not the craziest hot take. And the last one, I'll do Jimmy the Junk one more time since he's been good all podcast. Hill beats Tisha and Pennington does a heel turn and leaves the cage with Hill. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) I don't (laughs) believe it.
1: (laughs) On that note, guys, for these guys. (laughs) guys, good luck in your contest. We'll see you next week. Come on, Raquel Pennington.
2: Peace. Thanks, everybody.